The Data Reaper podcast is a companion which provides extra insight into the weekly report found at ViciousSyndicate.com. Join us for a deeper dive into the numbers to help you improve your Hearthstone game. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Data Reaper podcast. I'm your host, Ridiculous Hat, and I'm joined as always by High Cultist Zach Olaf. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good, Hat. I'm doing very good. I'm glad to hear it. So we are recording. This is the early-ish. We actually have a decent amount of data. Uh, the early impressions for the uh, 24.3 balance patch where they changed, well, Construct Quarter and Goldshire Knoll. Concert Quarter is to move to four, and Goldshire Knoll is moved to dead. So those cards are, uh, they were holding back the meta substantial amount. So these are the early impressions, but we have, what, three and a half full days of data. So we're a little bit more developed than our early impressions usually are, but still, there's going to be a full report this Thursday in the 9th. That's going to be where you go for really firm conclusions from the first week of data, but we are going to have some decent insights for you today. Yep. Um... The, the balance changes really uh, open things up, uh, and there's a lot going on. Um, so no point delaying any further. We'll start um, with the most popular class still, which is Death Knight. However, Death Knight is not as popular as it was before the patch, and obviously it's not out of control. Um, though Frost Aggro Death Knight is still a very good deck. It is one. Of, it is still one of the best decks in the game. Uh, but it's not like tier S completely broken, unstoppable, ridiculous kind of kind of Death Knight. Uh, there's uh, there's a bit more nuance to it. It's got some counters. There's definitely some developing counters that are emerging. Its matchups, pre- it, it, some of its matchups definitely got worse. Um, it's got some unfavor unfavorable. So it's a very good deck. Obviously, still. Uh, it, it, it's one of the best decks to take to climb, uh, to climb ladder, but it's not as insane as it was before. I think the nerf, uh, did a good job at toning it down. So if you still like it, if you still enjoy playing it, you can play it and have a lot of success with it. Uh, but it's not like completely stupid. Um, I do recommend uh, by the way, there's uh, there's some matchups that we'll talk about later uh, that make it relevant, but Might of Menethil has become a better card. Um, people started playing it before the patch because of the mirror. Uh, it was decent in the mirror, but there are some matchups where Might of Menethil is even better. So I, I do recommend running that card over... Um, over like Astalor and and Bran, possibly both, uh, especially now that late game matchups uh, are, a l- I don't know if less prevalent or less relevant, but it seems to me that Blood Death Knight, which is the deck that kind of demanded Astalor, has uh, dropped in play some. So there's less of a need for uh, Frost Death Knight to focus on the late game. And there's more of a need to to just win faster matchups, which is why I recommend Might of Menethil. Just drop the brand and the Astalor, and, and run even two of the weapon, uh, which is which is a big change from before the patch, where it was like maybe one, uh, maybe even two in extreme situations. But here it seems like it's it's the normal, where you just want a weapon, you want that weapon. So 
that's kind of that's kind of it like the play rate dropped off a lot like at uh it's not even 10% of the field at any point of ladder uh frost aggro which is a big change obviously from before the patch uh and again it's one of the better decks but it's not completely insane it's not the best deck anymore hat i do wonder what the best deck is we'll we'll get to that mm. later but yeah mm. frost aggro frost aggro is is good it's still good but it's reasonable uh blood talked about it a little bit dropped off um people still played because they really enjoyed this deck this is a deck that people really love playing but i can't recommend it it got worse uh with this patch obviously it got nerfed because concert quarter was still an important card for it but the meta has uh turned sour when it comes to uh blood matchups uh, lots of decks popped up that give it a hard time and it's it's spot in the middle. It's very questionable. Like I don't know. It doesn't really beat anything relevant. It, it doesn't beat anything at all. That's a good deck. Uh, like all the good decks right now, um, just just beat it, are slightly favored against it, or just dominate it. Uh, it ranges from that, from this to that. So, uh, blood looking pretty bad, but it has a high play rate. Its player is high, but it's just a shadow of its former self. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Uh it's it's looking pretty terrible objectively. Like at legend ranks it's completely unplayable. Um at lower ranks it's like high tier four because there's some aggressive decks, there's more of aggressive decks, so blood can get some wins, but that kind of tells you, like I told you, like it peaks at high tier four. That's not good. Um I'm also seeing some unholy. Uh people are, are because of the nerf, I don't know. To fro- like it's a nerf to all of Death Knights, but for some reason people are playing uh, Unholy again because maybe maybe they thought okay there's less of the Frost Aggro which is a tough matchup so maybe Unholy is good now and I will say Unholy is better. There are fewer Primordial Waves too, which matters a good bit. I guess, but I think the main thing is is the Frost Aggro matchup. Yeah. There's less of that, so Unholy is definitely better, but it's still an inferior deck. Very clearly an inferior deck to Frost, and uh, I, I I can't recommend it over Frost. But it's 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 doing well right now. It's at least tier two, uh, but it's not not as good as Frost Aggro. I don't really see a great reason to play it over Frost Aggro. And then there's the Frost Burn, which kind of disappeared, and I'm not seeing much of it anymore. And it's not based on the low sample. It's not even looking good. So uh, forget that. But it, this is not a great format to enter into slow burn races in because there is a deck that is always faster at the burn races. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're really excited about this, aren't you? <laughs> are are okay. you not? I told oh, you. Okay, okay. Listen, I'm a priest gamer, man. Somebody clip that. Okay. I really hope they put Benedictus in core. Like, they don't have to keep Void Touch Attendant, but There's Benedictus no is so much better than Shadowform. Benedictus, maybe. It's not, it's not even that good. It's just like, we're not yeah, Shadowforming. They never... Okay, maybe they put it in, in core like next year. They never put a card that's rotating into core this ver- the, the the very same year. Like it's not happening yet. They have with Demon Hunter. They've done that before. Warglaze of Asnoth was in two. Was it both at once? Yeah, but that, Demon Hunter is a very different uh, situation. Anyways, anyway, Priest is the second most popular class. Uh, it's very close to Death Knight. It's it's it might eclipse it, and that's because Undead Priest, the deck that I alluded to, 
before the patch as a deck that could potentially break out uh, following nerfs to Death Knight and Evolve Shaman. Turns out it's breaking out. Undead Priest, best deck in the game. Remember when you called me a hipster for playing Jombre Rogue? I was playing this too. I was playing this before it was cool. Yeah, of course you do, because that's what you do, How huh? You really like this deck, and this deck looks insane. It looks busted. Now, it's not Frost, Aggro, Death Knight before the patch busted, but honestly, I don't see a bad matchup. Like, it's so difficult to counter. Um, It, it looks objectively nutty. Like, all the matchups, so you look at its matchup spread hat, I don't, do you see a red? I don't see a red. There's no red. There's no real red matchup. Everything... There's light orange for for a couple mage decks, I guess. There's big spell mage. Uh, there's a uh, frost mage. I think frost mage is potentially the counter uh, to this deck. Like it is, it, it looks like a forty sixty matchup. Okay, again, this deck's play rate is pretty low, but when it comes to popular decks, undead priest does fine against all of them. It is objectively insane in this format. It's good at the climb the legend at low ranks of ladder at top legend everywhere. I'm seeing best deck in the game, best deck in the game, uh, and I recommend you to run the list, the burn list from the VS report. It is perfect twenty nine. There's only one card that I'm going to look at replacing on Tuesday, which is the void chart. Um, you know, some people had. Spread out Brittle Skin Zombie, which is a decent card in the deck, but still not quite good. I would try out Najak Hexen. Uh, I think for the 30th slot, when you run oh, two no. Whispers of the Deep. The people in Discord got to you too. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. I know that people have been talking about Najak Hexen in the Discord, but I'm seeing data for it. It's very low, but it looks very promising based on the low sample. So I would like to see more data on Ajax Hexen before Tuesday when I get to uh, work on refining the deck list. And I want to see how Ajax Hexen performs. I think based on the low sample, so far it looks promising. The card is objectively promising. The general channel is going to be unusable if it turns out to be the call. Like it's just going to be the Ajax cult. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, like there is there is a reason why this card could potentially be good. Um, in multiple matchups, so I would like to see more data on it. But Undead Priest, Nutty, um, take it a ladder. It's just so good right now. Again, the the main enemy, I think the the class that frustrates this deck more uh, than any other is Mage, Big Spell Mage, and Frost Mage have some potential to challenge it. But uh, because of the freezes, the delay, Big Spell's got the, the, the Evoker... That's a good card, and uh, Frost Mage is one of the it is the only deck in the format that I think can brace it in terms of burn. The freezes are really powerful, which is also why Might of Menethil is so much better. Because like yeah, you yeah. really want your minions to either attack or die, and freeze is neither. So it's yeah. clear that Primordial Wave was a big deal in holding this deck back. Um, obviously, the the DK matchup as well pre nerf was holding yeah. it back. Um, I do think so. I did run into a bunch of people in in top 200 shortly after the season reset that really decided they wanted to beat this deck like i got bashed into a starfish 
it, it's it, if people really want to beat this deck, then they can do things Control like gain a bunch warrior. of. It's Control I lost the warrior, game yeah. because it's like starfish and bash. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? They gained a yeah, bunch yeah. of armor and they silenced my stuff. Like they were very clear about what they wanted to do. It was after me smile had tweeted out that he got rank one legend, but the deck clearly wasn't good. It was just meant to beat what I was doing, and it worked that game. Yeah, it's a thirty-five percent win rate deck, uh, Control Warrior. So yeah, um, but yeah, I alluded to Mitomenethil being good. This is the matchup that makes it so good. Like Mitomenethil is really important in the Undead Priest matchup for for Death Knight. So you're already seeing some some sort of uh, influence that Undead Priest is already having on the format in terms of card choices and other decks. Uh, but this deck is very powerful. Take the VS list, twenty nine cards, perfect. Try Najak Hex, and if you have it. Uh, give me more data on it. I can confirm whether it's the, it's as good as it looks based on its low sample. Um, other priest decks do exist. There's some people trying some control priest tic-tac. Uh, is the pioneer always uh, takes that archetype and, and tries it out um, as well as quest priest. But these decks don't look that great. Um, maybe tier three-ish. Uh, I see some potential for the tier, tier three-ish position. Uh, but nothing more than that. There's some Svalna, as usual. Svalna actually emerged just before the nerfs as a pseudo-counter to Frost Aggro Death Knight, and it saw some success, bits of success, but it, it never really got that much traction, and obviously now after the, the balance patch, um, there, there's not no great reason to play it anymore, and I don't think... Does it beat... Does Svalna Priest beat Undead Priest? Does it ever happen? I have to imagine it does a little bit. It's Shard of the Naru is a really strong card against that deck. Like, yeah, yeah. silences, healings, taunts, whatever. I would imagine both some kind of controlly Priest and Svalna Priest. You have Shard of the Naru and healing, so that's probably pretty favorable for... I, I, I checked it in the low sample data that I have so far. Uh, I also have pre-patched data. So Control and Svalna Priest can beat uh, Undead Priest. Those are soft counters, maybe 45, 55, something like that. Maybe even a little bit better than that. But the problem is that the rest of the matchup spread. That's usually the problem with kind of like control Priest decks uh, that just run removal and, st- and life gain uh, and are reliant on it. They they just get countered by other stuff. And uh, that's why they don't gain uh, that much traction, even if they manage to counter like a premier aggressive deck. Um, so yeah. Um, other than that, that that's it. I think for priest. So under priest, best deck in the game. Take it to the ladder. This is the deck to beat. This is the deck to counter right now. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. Like silence is an answer. People are. I think that's a bit of a reaction. Maybe it works, but it, these silence like against what is it good other than Undead Priest? Not much, right? So if Undead Priest has like a play rate, even if it peaks at, I don't know, 15%, I don't think that's enough to justify such narrow tech cards that don't really work in other matchups. I can't think of other matchups where silence is relevant. Maybe Pure Paladin. <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, And even against Pure Paladin, I'm not convinced. So priest, very good. Uh, Benedictus with uh, a last dance before the rotation, but uh, I do think that that card eventually goes back to core, but not this year, hat, not this year. Probably not. Like the hero power is whatever; it's okay. But the main thing is that just before the shadow cards from last year rotate, they printed all these undead aggressive minions. 
kind of weird to rotate it right away, right? I don't know. I mean, that that's kind of what they do, right? They they that that's kind of a healthy that the the format has new decks and then they appear and then they disappear and maybe the next year they support them again just before other things rotate. I think it's a I think it makes sense uh, in a lot of yeah. ways to to give people something to do with uh, Benedictus before it rotates. Uh, but I do think that the package itself, even without Benedictus, uh, can work. I don't think the hero power is that. How often do you actually hero power in that deck hat? Um, like two, three times a game, probably. No. Yeah, so I don't think it's that. Uh, also, I can see them uh, introducing something uh, that makes you go shadowy, that replaces yeah. that effect to some degree. Uh, there, there's definitely potential in that uh, undead aggressive package, even without Benedictus. Shadow Spirit is a core card too, so we don't know that's coming back. Yeah, that is also true. If that rotates deck, is dead, 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 dead. Possibly. Um, but yeah, Rogue. Uh, Rogue, obviously, is going to be popular because whenever people don't know what to play, they just play Thief Rogue. Um, and whenever they do know what to play, they play <laughs> Thiefrog still. Uh, Thiefrog is not great as usual, still like tier three ish. You look at its matchup spread, what does it actually beat out of the best decks? Not much. Bleed beats blood, it always beat beats blood. But you said best decks, uh, and then you started talking about blood DK. I don't understand. No, I said, what does it beat out of the best decks? None of them. It, okay. it, it beats blood. That's it. it. That's not a best deck. So, uh, Thiefrog is is not good. Um, I will say it has a 50-50 matchup against uh, Undead Priest. It's respectable. Because you can... Uh, obviously, uh, if you Trickster uh, blow them out with like a jackpot spell, then Undead Priest can struggle. Or if you Scam, find some uh, life gain cards like a Light Shower Elemental off of your Reconnaissance or uh, Blood Berserker usually ends it. So you you can find ways to to survive against them, but again, it's a fifty fifty matchup. You just have a chance. Um, other than that, I I don't really see like unless you love this deck, I don't see a reason a good reason to play it. Uh, people are playing like I'm seeing more ransack. I'm guessing ransack is a response to undead priest because ransack um, kind of kills all the uh, undead priest minions. Uh, very efficiently, and there's a good chance that I will, for the first time, put Ransack into Thiefrog in this week's report. I do recommend this card. It looks promising uh, based on what I'm seeing in this format. Uh, I'm not sure what is the cut, though. Probably the Gone Fishing. That's in the list that we have in the pre-patch. Okay. Uh, Miracle Rogue got better. Um, definitely less Frost Aggro. Definitely is a good thing for it. And at high levels of play, high MMRs, it seems to have a positive win rate. Win rate. Uh, it's it's it definitely got better more than Thief Rogue for sure. Uh, it's a deck that I expect to see gain traction again. People really there are some uh, population players that really love uh, playing this deck. So and before the patch, it was kind of rough. Uh, with both Evolve and Frost Aggro being tough matchups for Miracle Rogue. But now I'm seeing space open up, and this deck is good. Uh, Miracle Rogue is at least Tier 2. Uh, and it's flirting with more than that, even. Um, I'm not sure uh, whether it can it can be better than that, but it's looking quite promising. Undead Priest matchup is 50-50. Uh, 
Um, the Frost aggro matchups got better, even though it's still not great. Uh, so there's there's uh, there's definitely some upside to playing Miracle Rogue after the patch. Um, Death Battle Rogue also looks promising. Doesn't see much play, but the Jomber list is looking good. Possibly better than before the patch. Might even be still the best Rogue deck, flirting with a tier 1 win rate uh, based on its uh, pretty low sample so far. People are not as enthusiastic to play this archetype as they are for Thief Rogue, that's for sure. Uh, but it is good. Druid. Druid, mm. uh, there's a transformation. It started before the patch with Quest Druid. People all of a sudden started playing Quest Druid and, and figuring out that you know the armor gain kind of helps you against the burn from the, the Frost Aggro Death Knight. And Quest Druid actually had a reasonable matchup against Frost Aggro. And now, after the patch, Quest Druid is actually favored against Frost Aggro Death Knight. It is favored in the matchup. That's kind of uh, nutty. Yeah. Think about. Though, also, the quest is a justification to run Rake from the mini set, which is yeah. a ridiculous card. Really, yeah, Rake really is, strong. is MVP for that list. Uh, quest Druid looks very competitive. This is the deck to play if you want to play a ramping Druid deck. Uh, it is significantly better than ramp. It's not even close. Quest Druid is at least a tier two deck. It's really trying to flirt with more. And it was, I will say, after like the first few hours of the patch, it was the best deck in the game of this patch. But the thing is that Quasdroid still has its counters. Uh, pure Paladin, people start to play more Pure Paladin to respond to it. Undead Priest is a close matchup, but I do sense that Undead Priest is developing some slight favorability against the Quasdroid. Um, but... You know, even Imp Warlock came out of play in order to counter the Questroid. So Questroid is very, very good. I will say this. Questroid is very, very good against any deck that's not, like, pure aggression. Like, the slower deck you are, the more difficult it's going to be to deck. Because obviously Druid has insane late game inevitability. But if you can rush it down with, like, an Imp Warlock Pure Paladin or cheese it with a Miracle Rogue, right... Undead Priest is not really fast enough to dominate it. You really need to be fast in order to beat the Quest Druid. And other than that, if you don't have that pressure, um, then that board-centric pressure, then Quest Druid is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, it's 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 a really good deck now. Um, definitely a deck to, to pay attention to. Uh, in terms of builds, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I do like the... I didn't like it in the Ram Druid, but in this deck, Lingering Zombie Spammy Arcanist really helps uh, because what happens is Quest Druid's win, uh, win condition is very... Um, just smack you in the face. Uh, and you do have some removal, but your removal still isn't great, so people rush you down. And it really helps to have that AoE clear. Uh, and keeping a board clear also makes it easier for you to launch face damage with your quest reward and such. And also, it's pretty good. Um, obviously, you have Bran Astalor, which is an uh, Anubrakan, which is a win condition that's entirely non-dependent on the quest. The quest, you run it more for the armor gain and because you want to run Rake anyway, because Rake is such a good card that it just activates. And Pathmaker is also another sleeper MVP for this deck because it has multiple um, 
uh, choose uh, choose one cards that are pretty good, especially Nourish. If you ramp with Nourish and, th- and then play Pathmaker, it is such a good combo. Um, so yeah, Quest Druid is legit. It does have its counters. I don't expect it to be a super dominant deck, but how often do we see our Ramping Druid deck have a positive win rate? Usually people hate this hate these kind of decks out of existence. They target them. They try to hard counter them as much as possible. So if it manages to still stay positive, this deck is legit. Quest Druid is legit. Uh, other Druid decks, again, Ram Druid. I don't see a reason to play Ram Druid. Quest Druid is just a better deck. Uh, it's got the same late game win condition uh, with the Brian and Nubrakan Astalor. And on top of it has another win condition with Guff that makes it better against aggressive decks with Rake and, and the early game removal. You're much better off. And Aggro Druid is unplayable. So forget about that. Paladin. I've said uh, Pure Paladin has obviously gotten so much better after this patch because uh, Frost, Aggro, Death Knight, it was a nightmare matchup. It was an utter nightmare queuing into such a high prevalence of uh, Frost, Aggro. And though this matchup is still difficult, though less difficult, I will say that. It's closer to 60-40 than 30-70 that was before the patch. Now it, it's it's tough, but there, there are less of that deck. And... Uh, Pure Paladin is very good against Quest Druid. Again, it's a prime counter to Quest Druid. It also does well against Thief Rogue. Um, and uh, it's looking a lot... Unless you queue into aggressive Death Knights, you're going to have a good time. The matchup against Undead Priest uh, is not easy, but it's not that bad. So it, it's pretty close. So you're okay as long as you don't run into you know, freezing mages and... Uh, Aggressive Death Knights. Pure Paladin is pretty well positioned. Um, other Paladin decks, I don't really see much of them. And even if I do look at their small sample size, I don't see an indication of competitive uh, of a competitive deck. Dragon Paladin is not it. But Pure Paladin is very good. Like Pure Paladin is competing for best deck in the game. It's not as good as Undead Priest, I don't think. Uh, because it is, it does have its counters, uh, where Undead Priest just seems really difficult to counter. Um, but it is good. It is one of the better decks out there. We'll see if the Pure Paladin decks happen, uh, attacks happens and it drops off after the early days. But for now, it's looking quite promising. Um, in terms of Pure Paladin builds, I don't really anticipate a lot of changes. There are more people trying the uh, Purator um trying to fit it in in builds where you're less forcing it uh where you're just playing it to draw the light rays i don't really see much sense in it because of you're drawing the light rays anyway with order in the court so i'm not i'm not really sure uh but i'll i'll check it it's possible that purator is still good enough even without you know forcing in more uh tribal cards it's kind of like that card is clearly like powerful in a vacuum but it's just so fascinating that the particular use case here of drawing light rays is already satisfied by ordering the court it's the same payoff for both cards so this ends up just being a five mana four six taunt which is not all that great and working super hard for it you end up with a bunch of cards in your hand you don't have time to play because you're still trying to do your order in the court thing yeah order in court really made it harder to to harder for purator to stand out uh, I will say that it's it's very obvious when you look at the refinement for the art architect. Okay, uh, warlock. Um, there there's a lot. Uh, obviously, imp, imp warlock is back. 
Um, Frost Aggro killed it. Evolve Shaman was tough as well. So the fact that these decks have drastically dropped off in play or completely disappeared in the case of Shaman, we'll talk about that later, but Impor Luck is looking very good. Whether you run Imps without Curses or with Curses, uh, the archetype is back and again competing as one of the better decks in the format. Uh, definitely on the climb. I do think that, you know, it's an early impression podcast and what you're sensing is a lot of aggressive decks are doing well early. So I will be a bit careful be- before saying, oh, these decks are just the nuts, right? Uh, Pure Palman's doing super well. Imporlock doing well. All of these decks, right? These aggressive decks are coming back. And yeah, they're... They're clearly going to be better than they were before the patch because Frost Aggro Deathline is not as popular as it used to be. Um, but there is some some factor into the fact that, you know, it's a new patch, so people tend to play a lot of garbage, and aggressive decks tend to punish that garbage really well. So, yeah. But in Warlock did get better. Uh, Phylactery, I think, kind of stayed in place. I don't... It got nerfed um, with the null change. It affected it. Uh, I'm not sure you play null anymore in Phylactery. I'll have to look at that, but possibly you cut that card. Um, my initial indications is that you cut that card now because it's just not good enough because it's caught. Usually you play it for one mana, and now it might cost two. That's a big difference. Double. It's double the cost. Yeah, and you really want to milk efficiency in the early game with this deck, especially when you run Mithrabod and sometimes take a turn off. Um, so I can see cutting that card completely uh, and just running the second copies of uh, Shallow Grave and Fiendish Circle and Mortal Coil and just fitting all those in while cutting the Nulls. Um, but but in terms of matchups, it, things got better for it. So it kind of corrected. Like, I still expect it to be no better than, like, Tier 3. Tier 3 or Tier 2, somewhere like that, close to the 50% mark, maybe at top legend, obviously. Outside of that, you don't don't expect Phylactery to do well. Uh, but, you know, Evolve Shaman was a really tough matchup, and that's gone. And Frost Aggro is also a tough matchup that you're seeing less of. So maybe things got better in, you know, outside of the vacuum. Uh, but on the other hand, things like Pure Paladin's a terrible matchup. So uh, I... I, I Either Phylactery stayed in place or got worse. That's what I'm sensing uh, from this. Uh, yeah, and, and Chad Warlock is still bad. It's still bad. It possibly got worse than before the patch because Chad Warlock actually didn't mind Frost Aggro Death Knights. That matchup was actually reasonable with the Chabs, uh, but now you're seeing more of the things like Undead Priest is really something that you don't want to run into. You don't want to get burned down. Uh, it's very easy for you to get burned down before the, you know, Dark Hand can even save you against that deck. That deck has a lot of burn, uh, and it's rough for defensive Warlock decks against it. Uh, okay, um, so that's it for Warlock, I think. Uh, I think it, it, it space opened up for Imps, for sure. Mage... Mage is one of the classes, uh, the one class that I think handles Undead Priest better than anyone else uh, consistently is a class because of the freeze mechanics. You've alluded to that. Um, the problem I have with Mage is that even though it has that 
those reasonable matchups against Adripri's, something else kind of hampers uh, these decks. When you're talking specifically about big spell mage, I'm not convinced about this deck ceiling at high levels of play. I think that deck falls off pretty hard there. But it is good against Undead Priest. Uh, Evoker is really good. Uh, you've got decent stalling. Um, usually, but if you can cheat out a Rune of the Archmage, then you're in really good shape against the, in that matchup because they have no comeback mechanics. They have to be ahead. Once you swing back, it's over. Um, so yeah, and Barbaric Sorceress is also kind of annoying <laughs> to play against when you're playing any kind of cheap spells, especially when they're nooks and you need to use them to to deal damage, and you usually you hold them in hand. Uh, so Barbaric is is kind of annoying. But, uh, you know, Pure Paladin is a tough matchup, and that kind of came up, and Frost Aggro is still not a great matchup, and that deck still exists. Um, so Big Spell has all sorts of other problems. Uh, usually involves ru being rushed down. All the things that try to counter Questrid kind of hit Big Spell Mage as well. Uh, so that's kind of a problem. Frost Mage, I'm kind of liking it more. Uh, I think it's the better deck. I think it's the best Mage deck right now uh, because it it's a bigger counter to Undead Priest. It can it can win the the lethal race against it because it's got Burn of its own. But then you know you queue up Frost Mage into Questrid, and that's gonna be really really rough. Um, so. There are some matchups that are kind of rough, and Frost Aggro still exists, right? Whenever we talk about Mage, things got better. Frost Knight, Death Knight is not as popular, so the Mage decks live. Like, they have, a lot of them have positive, they all have positive win rates at the moment. Uh, but I do expect Frost Aggro to get more popular than it is right now, and that's not great news uh, for Mage. But I think Mage got better, and it's looking very competitive overall. It's just not insane, right? So, but if you do want to play a, a, a class that does well against Undead Priest, if like Undead Priest completely blows up, I can see Mage coming up to check it a little bit. Okay, Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter is another class that's looking very alive now. Um, Evolve Shaman was the biggest problem uh, for Demon Hunter. It could not deal with uh, random 10 drops in the early game. Now that's gone. Demon Hunter is looking very good. Um, borderline tier one. You know what? Not borderline. It's just tier one at the moment. Uh, we'll see whether that lasts. But for now, this is one of the best decks in the game. It's we're in a format where Unleash Fell is game winning again. Yeah, Unleash Fell is huge against Undead Priest. I don't think that. Fell Demon Hunter beats Undead Priest. It does not, but it's a matchup that's close enough where Undead Priest being popular isn't a big hamper on it. People build it wrong. Well, they play the wrong build all the time. Like, I keep seeing this build with the Nerobian Viziers and the Guild Traders and no Soul Reaper Scythe. And this list, you know, before the patch was objectively much worse than the Soul Reaper Scythe build. And after the patch, I think it's still worse. Um, I, I see for now, again, it could change until I refine the reports, but for now, 
I'm still seeing Soul Reaper Scythe build being the superior ones. Um, being the superior choice. So, not only is Fell Demon Hunter looking very good, it's looking good despite the fact that most players are running the bad build, the worst build. If you're running Soul Reaper Scythe, then I think you're like 2% better than like the, the win rate is even 2% better than what I currently see. Um, so I would definitely <laughs> try it out. And I think the underpriest, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just, isn't it huge there? It like absolutely enormous. Valderoi Warband, yeah. deal with the devil, really, really important cards. Deal with the devil is huge there. Okay, guys. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you very nicely to run the Soul Reaper Scythe build and stop running that terrible school teacher, guild trader, and Rubin Vizier build. If you want convincing, I'll tell you right now, I looked it, into it. I, I try to split the variance based on tracker data. The Soul Reaper Scythe build against Undead Priest is 15% better in the matchup. That matchup goes from 40-60 to something like 55-45 of, of for the Demon Hunter. 15%? That is absurd. Yeah. The, the Soul Reaper Scythe build is 15% better against Undead Priest. Like, you deal with the devil is an insane card against them. Uh, Felder Right Warband, as well as the consistency in finding Silver Moon Arcanist every time from your souls. Like, you can always discover it and have it ready on turn six and just swing back health. Uh, with Unleash Fell and just win the game again. This is a you're playing against an aggressive burn deck. You have so much life steal. Of course, this is better. And Warband is also nutty. Like it pretty much always clears a one of their uh, um, one of their undead minions that they want to resurrect. It clears, cleans it, and cleans another card. Like it's two cards in one every time. So Warband really helps you get ahead, and then deal with the devil how do they deal with that they just like they need like the most insane needle turn in order to to be able to deal with that so they need to undeath you right they need to trade in and undeath the other two yeah yeah they they need to undeath they need to but if you clear the board with warband before that it's kind of hard for them to develop uh it's it's definitely it's much tougher and you have a much better chance as i said 15 percent better it's looking like something like that so just just stop. Just stop running that Vizier build. It just it, it triggers me when I see that. So clearly, I'm I'm looking at the data. I'm saying Feldeman Fel is a tier one deck. It's a tier one deck despite people handicapping themselves with the wrong build. So just just run that build. Uh, the, run the Soul Reaper Scythe build and uh, you'll do even better. So Demon Hunter is definitely back. This is a, a big contender. Its matchup spread is very good. It's always been a well-rounded deck. It just had the problem with Evolve. I will say the counter is Questorid. Their Questorid is kind of rough um, because they have insane armor gain. It's really hard to burn them down, and you don't have great defense against their win condition in the late game. That is the one bad matchup. Other than that, Fell Demon Hunter looks pretty good against everything else. Pretty much everything else. Um, maybe Miracle Rogue, yeah, is the rough matchup alongside. But Miracle Rogue is not super popular unless you play it like really high MMR. Then maybe it's kind of noticeable. I'm sure Thief Rogue also, like we might be just not quite enough to keep up with their endless wave of nonsense. No, 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 no. Phil even is fine against Thief Rogue. 
Feldy Manor is more than fine against Thief Rogue. Uh, that matchup is his favorite for the for the Demon Hunter. Like yeah, Thief Rogue late game is not as good as uh as Demon Hunter's late game. It's it's yeah, that's true. Pretty, like unless they need to like they need to cheese you in order to like, need like, a like that's what they need to do for yeah. most matchups. But they don't do it often enough to to beat the 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 fell demon hunter. That's kind of the point. Okay. Uh and then we we go we go into classes that see far less play, but again, they're not well, some of them. At least hunter. Hunter doesn't see much play. Um people have kind of are ignoring this class, but there are indications that it's very competitive. Quest hunter is very competitive. Um I th- I do think that it falls off at high MMR. Uh, I I do think that, but on the climb to legend, it's looking pretty good. Uh, also, Shockspitter is trying to make a comeback. So far, based on low sample, looks very promising. Looks like a deck that's competitive again. Um, people are trying. I think it's Kibler's build. There's oh, this, the, the uh, zombies leatherworking kit deck. The hope of Quelth loss, kind of yep. swarmy beast deck, deck yes. with, yeah, um, not looking great. I I don't think that's it. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that deck is quite good enough. But I I would play Shockspitter and Quest. I think they're fine. If you do want to play Hunter, then Hunter is fine. Uh, it, both of these decks look like tier two ish, uh, so. Hunter definitely benefited from from the balance patch, and it looks to be back in some way. The the question is, will people care? Are people going to play this deck again? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Hunter is sometimes struggle to to gain uh, interest from from the player base, especially when these decks are kind of old, right? Especially Quest, it's very old. Um, and then we're into Warrior and Shaman. Um, it's kind of funny because initially I looked at the data and Evolve Shaman actually looked fine. Like after like the first uh, hours of the patch, first day or so, it looked fine. Now it just completely collapsed. Um, just, just gone. Evolve Shaman is, is unplayable. Uh, it's not a thing. So yeah, like the, the null, it was pretty much carried by the null blowouts. Uh, and even though there's a deck behind it, like, it won the early null wins so many games that because it's just gone, then the deck becomes unplayable. So obviously it's indicative that that wasn't healthy ever. So it's gone now. Unfortunately, that means that shaman is kind of gone because nothing else is, is working in the class and the class appears to be pretty dead. Uh, I will say there's a chance for control shaman. Oh, like the like the Bolner the Bolner value clownfish decks sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Maybe you run a Rancher as well. You you don't play the Renathal control build, but you kind of run like a Schooling Rancher with clownfish. Maybe there is something there, but uh, it, 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 I don't think it's gonna be good enough. But there's a chance. But other than that, Shaman is dead. And Warrior, um, and Rage Warrior did get better because I think it's a reasonable deck right now because uh, Frost Aggro, obviously less popular. That matchup was rough. Uh, any aggressive deck against uh, Frost Aggro was rough, so they all got better. But will people care? I don't think they will. 
I don't think and Range Warriors play rate right now I think is under a half percent, like it's zero point three or something like that at most uh, ladder brackets. Um, peaks at maybe a half percent. So, yeah, people are just not gonna care. But I will say that Rage Warrior, based on the low sample, looks like a competitive deck, um, possibly tier two ish. But I don't think people will listen or care about it because, uh, yeah, Control Warrior unplayable. Uh, people are trying Quest Warrior unplayable. I actually queued into a Quest Warrior. While what? playing Quest Hunter. I played Quest Hunter and I queued into a Quest Warrior. I felt like I was in Stormin' again. Now, you ask me, why are you playing Quest Hunter, Zacho? I had the Hero Power Quest, the weekly. Give me a break. I, I wanted to finish it. I had to play that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's not good. So forget it. Control Warrior is terrible. Like, the... the it's... it's Winner it is in the 30s still. Like, until it gets a, a proper win condition, until it gets a proper way to force the issue and close out games, it's not going to be a thing. And that is it. I'm actually quite excited to refine some of the archetypes for the report this week. I'll look at the data and see what happens, figure out the last card in Undead Priest, figure out some more stuff regarding other archetypes. Questroid is interesting. Um... I think the meta really opened up. There are some decks like Under Priest looks undisputedly the best deck right now. But again, this is the first few days of the patch. And the deck is not as... Maybe I'll eat my words, but it's not as stupid. doesn't look as stupid as Frost Aggro Death Knight looked before the patch. And Frost Aggro, I think they successfully nerfed this deck. It's still one of the better decks in the format. But they successfully nerfed this deck to the point where it's tolerable i think it's fine that if it's it's frost if frost aggro death knight is one of the best decks in the game it's okay it's just not completely tier s nonsense where it's just complete easy mode when you play it and just farms everything and it beats the faster matchups and it beats the slower matchups yeah they nerfed the opening curve and they nerfed the play rate and that was what mattered so ladder is more diverse and also like you don't lose on turn two anymore and that's a nice change and frosty k was so broken that it made the other format warping deck look mediocre. It was so incredibly powerful that the turn 2 10 drop deck was like, it's fine, I guess. So Undead Priest is, right now, it doesn't have a clear counter that people are playing a lot of. There are ways to address the strategy, but the commonly played decks right now don't line up as positively into it. Um, It's possible that it's the best deck to the point where they need to do something about it, but that thing they do about it is probably rotation. I don't foresee them nerfing this deck before then. Yeah, I actually think that we can possibly have this format the rest of the way and just wait for rotation. No balance changes are needed. The only deck that really looks kind of dangerous is Undead Priest right now. But as you said, right now the format has not really looked to target this deck. Right now this deck is just starting to appear, starting to gain traction, starting to become a serious threat. And once, you know, the report is out and I may figure out there's some cards. Again, there are a lot of decks, I think, that might be able to make some changes that are conscious of this deck. And then maybe things change uh, and turn for the better when it comes to the field's ability to answer uh, Undead Priest. But every other deck, I think, every other deck in the format right now looks fine i don't see any problems i think they they made nerfs i think the 
the main issue, and we talked about it in the, a previous podcast, is not their ability to nerf things. I think when they do have time to make balance patches, they get it right most of the time. There are some there were some cases last year uh last over the last year where that wasn't the case and they missed something or they did something without um uh, thinking about some other factor but generally when they have time and data they get it right it's just the timing of the patches because of the mini sets because there's always something to nerf it feels like we always have to uh, we're always kind of in an environment that's kind of not the not the best, and we keep waiting for balance match, and by the time they fix things, the new cards come in and kind of cause problems. They'll think about that probably in terms of patch timings, maybe changing how uh, uh, cards are added to the format, but we'll see about that. But for now, I think this format, uh, we can let it uh, develop. Let it cook. It's interesting. Yeah, like it's, it's, let it I'm cook. curious to see where it goes. Um, we will get one change before rotation for sure, though. When the pre-order patch comes, we'll get the preview legendary. We'll see what that is. So far, that they've been true. actually pretty powerful for the past few expansions. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, good. Sunwall, Sunwall was Sunwall's kind of the fun, worst but not... one of the last four. But we had, what? Uh, Renathal. Renathal, <laughs> Okani, uh, and Drek'thar, right? Oof. Oof. Renathal, Okani, Drek'thar, Vandar. That's a pretty hot run right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot run, uh, I would say. Uh, so we'll see what happens then. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, expansion. Do you think it's happening this week, Hat? Or do you think it's... No, no, no. no. It's my current chart places it uh, uh, next Tuesday, the 14th, four weeks after the mini set and uh, four weeks before rotation. So... So you're you're expecting an April 11th expansion? This is what you're telling me? Uh, something like that. It could be the 18th, but it, they usually try and aim for the first couple of weeks. No, I think it's going to be... It's always first half of a month. I doubt it's 18th. I think it's 11th. I'm going to call it right now. 11th is the expansion, and 14th is the announcement. That is... That's where my uh, calendar lines up. I plotted yeah. it all out at the beginning has of the a year. Calendar. He has an entirely speculative calendar based on past history where t- he, he looks at timings of patches and makes the assumption. And usually Hat is very correct about this because Blizzard are predictable when it comes to these things in a good way, right? I'm not calling them predictable in a bad way, but I mean, you, you can kind of right? know. They're structured. Yeah, it's consistent. structured. They're, it's structured. Obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a big company that releases a game where cards regularly come in at specific timings so it's easy to guess uh when they come so yeah expect something like that so we'll 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 let this format cook for a bit i think we can have a lot of fun with it until then um and yeah if you if you want to play the hot thing right now then you play undead priest and obviously had is going to be very happy about that and not call for nerfs because his favorite deck is busted I've yeah. been jamming it a lot already, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm I'm curious to try some other stuff too. I like I like trying out the other experiments. I'm gonna try. No, no, he's gonna play on the brace. <laughs> I played a lot of that. Listen, I'm gonna queue up some some spell fell. I'm gonna try that. I might do oh, some okay. enrage warrior. Um, Enzo, our our local our local enrage warrior enthusiast, has been strongly recommending man the cannons, which sounds like it's probably pretty good against uh, undead priest. So I'm gonna try that. Hmm. So it seems very reactive 
for an aggressive deck. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. It's also a lot of prox. We'll see. What are you Yeah, relics do? are my jam. I'm probably going to play Fell Demon Hunter. Uh, I was actually such in a desperate situation that before the patch, I was playing Blood Control that night. Um, but yeah, this deck is not good anymore, so I'm probably going to play Fell. Uh, I really like relics. They're really fun. Yes. Relic of Dimensions is a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. It's a it's a it's a drug. And looking at the matchup against uh, Undead Priest and how dramatic, fifteen how dramatically is, better it is. is hard to explain how significant that number is in a matchup swing. It is absurd. Yeah. It is it is that sort of thing doesn't normally happen within an archetype. Yeah, but it's drastic. The, the the builds are drastically different, though. Uh, the the Soul Reaper yeah. Scythe is entirely different ballgame. But yeah, uh, so report on Thursday. Uh, if you want to see my uh, refinery work kind of live, you can subscribe to VS Gold. Go to the Discord. There's a supporters channel, the Zacco Lab, where the magic happens. And I post deck lists for the report, uh, for the upcoming report, and explain the reasonings for all sorts of card, card inclusions. Um, so you get to you get early access to the decks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to happen tomorrow, basically in 24 hours from now, from the recording of this report. Uh, sooner than that, once the podcast is out, there's like 12 hours until it happens. It's uh, fondly called F5 Day because people go to the secret page where the decklists are uploaded and press F5 and refresh to see the new lists uh, pop in. So if you want to check that out, you can. Uh, you can also sign up for a trial run and see if you're happy with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, should be fun. Uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Yep. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. VS Gold, VS Silver patron members, you're the best. You already know that. And, and you got Zach's sales pitch here. Um, but uh, we really appreciate your support. Next report this week. Next podcast this weekend. Evil Dave, thank you so much for the podcast transcriptions. Everyone, he was on vacation and then he just tested positive for COVID. So give him all some some your patience and your support. Uh, might not be some transcripts for this week, but he'll be back. And Steven Sensei, thank you so much for the intro and outro. Talk to you all soon. The Data Reaper Podcast is an official production of Vicious Syndicate. Don't forget to sign up and contribute your game data to improve the quality of the weekly Data Reaper report. Instructions are available on our website, along with lots of other weekly content at viciousyndicate.com. Thank you to all of our patrons and data contributors for proving their strength in numbers.